Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. Today, we have a very packed episode for you today. Uh, as you can see or realize, I uploaded this episode a bit earlier. I am going on vacation for the weekend, and I will probably won't be uploading My Potter Diary until, until Monday or Tuesday, so the day after Sunday, we I am, uh, of course, like, you know, Sundays after, um, Mondays after Sunday. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm a little bit uh, delirious, but, but you get the gist. But anyways, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, which is the sponsor of this show. Also, check out my, uh, my Potter Diary. It's an unofficial Harry Potter Diary, where I break down each chapter from each book of the Harry Potter series. So check that out. That's also available on Spotify, Anchor, and other podcast services. So without further ado, let's get started with the pop culture diary. So recently um, in the world of pop culture, um, it's not really news, but something relative to pop culture in my life that I um, wanted to talk about. And one, there is a there is a online manga or an anime called One Punch Man, and they have this challenge or... There's an, a memorable quote that says, like, in order for him, Saitama, who is the protagonist of the series, how he got so strong is because he did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and take a 10K run every single day. I tried the first day. The first day, um, I actually did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats, and then I didn't do a t- 10K run, I did a 10-minute run. Um, but I thought I could do it. And then my arms were super sore. My chest was very sore. I thought I was pushing myself too much. So I just decided to go to a much less, uh, stressful workout. The more workouts I do every single day, um, uh, but like, you know, not, intense workouts but the more i do it the more uh the easier it is for me to uh what's it called to lose weight and recently i've checked my weight i used to be 166 pounds now i'm 155 and that means i've lost i've lost 10 pounds within like you know the last two months and it wasn't as hard as i thought it would be um it's all about portion control and um, and doing just uh, just try to stay active every single day, which is not too hard. Just like you know, find seven minutes of your time doing some exercises and controlling what you eat. It doesn't seem that hard, but it does work as long as you keep yourself active and eating small portions. For example, eat a small portion and then wait for two or three hours and then eat another small portion. So at least you're not starving to death or at least it's not just three meals a day. So yeah. Um, another thing that, um, another thing I started to do was reading Naruto. The reason why I started reading Naruto is because I, in my, in my YouTube recommendations, I have seen a lot of Baruto stuff, and I did grew up with Naruto, but I wasn't a huge fan. I watched a, I watched and read some uh, Naruto Shippuden, um, Shippuden or Shippuden. I forgot how to pronounce it, but I that's what I grew up with um, at middle school. But somehow I stopped, 
and now I started to, um, I mean, I'll talk about Baruto, uh, in just a sec, but I'm just, uh, reading the manga instead of, uh, I can read the manga faster than watching the anime. I just think that reading the, um, watching the anime is, uh, taking a lot of my time. So I felt like reading the manga would be, uh, much, uh, much suitable for me just to get ahead of the story because I really want to uh get the story faster as soon as possible so it's been uh it's been awesome and i've been basically addicted to reading it uh i downloaded an app called uh i think it was called manga reader and and it's just very helpful for me to just keep reading each chapter it's uh, it's been a, a lot of fun um it you know it's easy for me to just open the app and then reading it very quickly but still you know uh, knowing the story and not getting lost instead of just, you know, watching filler episodes. I, I really did not, I did not want to watch filler episodes or pay for like, you know, Crunchyroll or, you know, any of those anime services. So yeah. Um, anyways, that is it for the pop culture diary. So let's get on to some news or pop culture news. So, this is not really pop culture, but it's more of culture. So, recently, I saw that Five Below, probably one of my favorite stores, and now it's not. So, the reason why is because they are raising the price up to $10 in tech and toys. Now, it's not a big jump, but it really ruins the the meaning of five below like and it's understandable and it's it's not a surprise that they can't keep that price you know forever it's just that it's really hard to make revenue when it's five dollars but then again look at the dollar tree (laughs) but well it's it's hard to get like you know big brands like this and keep it at five dollars so it's it's really risky, a little bit difficult for, for the business to, you know, to keep going. So I understand why it's ten dollars. It's just not my favorite store anymore. <laughs> it's it, it used to be. Now the, I can only rely on the Dollar Tree. <laughs> so yeah. Also, um, in other news, Elon Musk just released uh, his new. Um, Cybertruck, the new Tesla Cybertruck, and I gotta say, it looks like something out of Tron, it looks like something from, like, Minecraft or Roblox, it looks, I, I did see, like, the demonstration, and it looks pretty cool, but the Cyber, don't get me wrong, actually, the Cybertruck actually looks pretty cool, the reason why is because it looks like it's from a video game, um, I want to, to be honest, I just want to see this in the street. <laughs> I just want to see how it looks and um, how it runs. So that's uh, that's all I have, like, you know, in terms of like, in pop culture news. Like, I can't really find some other, like, you know, groundbreaking news, but yeah. Um, so moving on to music. So there's a YouTube channel called Big Marvel. He's known for, uh, he's a Korean who who is very funny but also he wants to make music he's like he reminds me of rich brian or rich chiga who used to be that's what he used to call himself rich chiga um but he's now rich brian uh 
started off with comedy, but now he's getting really serious about making groundbreaking music. He decided to make his own, you know, K-pop group, but um, I mean by Big Marvel, he tried to make his own K-pop group, but um, I'm not sure how that's going, but he is trying to start an album. Um, I'm assuming it is Korean music, but he's asking for like, you know, on a Patreon, I think, um, just to help. Um, so he's asking fans to like, you know, for donations so he could, uh, start his own album. So all I can say is I think he's a, he's a brilliant guy. Um, very funny guy, but also I can tell he's very serious. He wants to quit. Um, YouTube for a while so he can start making his own music um, If he has the talent, you know, I, I'm sure he's pretty talented. So I want to see how this goes. Yeah Alright, uh, I don't have a lot for music. Maybe it's because most music nowadays. I don't really like uh, It's like almost the same um, Or at least it's not my my taste uh, again my culture mine is not really like news news that I have have to cover everything but I just want to cover stuff that I want to share so yeah all right moving on to food and this is one of the biggest ones I've saw, saw so far uh in one article that I found there were vegans that were suing Burger King for their impossible burger because of beef contaminations because they're not taking care of the beef grease or like you know they're not keeping it vegan friendly or, yeah, they're not keeping it very vegan, very, um, because they can taste the beef for some reason, um, so I can understand why they're suing, um, Burger King. I remember there was this couple who went to, like, a Blaze Pizza, and they weren't sure if, like, if, um, the place was vegan-friendly, and if, like, you know, are these touched by, you know buy gloves or something like that and there's a lot of people who like just refuse to eat because of uh beef uh meat contaminations and all that or they're not or yeah i have i've heard these stories before i don't think it's ridiculous um or at least i'm trying to say it's not ridiculous but uh regulations when it comes to like food handling especially for vegans, um, that it's tough and it's hard to contain, but you know, if someone like, like a fast food chain, like Burger King, if they really want to do impossible burgers, they need to get ahead with like, you know, get used to the criticisms or, um, be prepared for, to be vegan friendly. If you, if you don't know how, if you're not experts on that, then just don't do it. I, I honestly think don't just don't just don't do it um I know Carl's Jr. or you know I think Carl's Jr. is doing the best so far in terms of Beyond Meat but other than that um other places they really want to dive into the Beyond Meat Beyond Burger stuff I just don't think it's um for everyone so just stick to what you know if you are vegan just eat a salad or or just non- animal products that you can find at your fast food restaurant so a local fast food restaurants i know it's a struggle but um hopefully they can people could um fast food chains can improve on how to handle impossible products yeah all right moving on to um a web uh internet segment or internet trends segment 
it's not really a trend, but um, this is just a YouTube channel that I want to talk about, and it's a it's a YouTube channel called Collider Videos or Collider, uh, yeah. So they released um, it's like a deep fake uh, video where. All these top celebrities, so you have Jeff Goldblum, Tom Cruise, Ewan McGregor, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and George Lucas, all in one room talking about... Uh, <laughs> the topic was streaming services and how it's re- 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 replacing cable. I did talk about that in my my previous episodes of My Culture Mind, but uh, just hearing their take on it, but I know they're not real. And that's the funny part because they added some comedy to it. I think the best guy in that deepfake video was George Lucas or whoever's imitating George Lucas. It was spot on. And then Collider did um, <clears throat> George Lucas reacts to Mandalorian and the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer and the fact that he's just like, oh, look at Disney just crapping on my work. <laughs> Go and check out these Collider deepfake videos. It is so good, especially the George Lucas ones. It is so good. And um, some of these uh, deepfake videos, when they have these impressionists, um, uh, impressionists, like they were doing the voices, like for example, the guy who played Jeff Goldblum and Tom Cruise, sounded really accurate especially ewan mcgregor i think that was jamie costa um the wrong the guy who played robert Downey jr he seems a bit chubbier but he he did a pretty good um a pretty good robert Downey jr but the george lucas one oh my god he is so fantastic and i just like i just love that all right moving on to superheroes <clears throat> and this is going to be this is mostly the meat of my ep- of my um of the show I usually talk about superheroes on my show, such as like, you know, the Arrowverse, and I I just love superheroes that much, and I think that's the reason why I started this uh, show, because superheroes are um, things I love to talk about, so, but without further ado, let's just keep moving on. Um, So, recently, we saw set photos, or first looks, of Kevin Conroy, iconic Batman voice from the Batman animated series. He is probably, I'm not so sure, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but you see Kevin Conroy in this big metallic suit, and I think he is going to be the Kingdom Come Batman, Um, so that's basically what's uh, been shown in the set photos, and I think that is the Batman who disappeared, and that's when... um, Kate Kane shows up like you know I think I think they're in the same universe and and it's not just uh Batman and a in a different universe I believe but I just think it's just so awesome to see Kevin Conroy um uh to see him uh finally having a live action version of himself as Bruce Wayne it this is just fantastic um I, I I he has the voice I think that um, I think he could also be as Bruce Wayne. Like he he has a distinctive look, but he is also also has a grunt, uh, uh, grizzled look of like you know years later. I think that's also uh, suitable for his you know for his Batman. So yeah. Also, we did see um, Smallville set photos as well, where um, where uh, Tom Welling. I think he's just cutting something. And Erica Durrance as Lois Lane just visiting um, visiting Clark in the farm. Uh, what I love about this is 
here's the thing. As much as we want to see Tom Welling as Superman, it's understandable why that we're not going to see this as much because he this is supposed to be the Arrowverse sort of crossover thing, not the really the CW. It's you're adding so many elements to this Crisis on Infinite Earths, but you can't make this like Smallville like the main focus like as the big you know honcho you know like the big takeaway <clears throat> it's always good to have cameos and i think this is going to be an awesome cameo but at least that um the actors they came back because they had faith in it or um so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what um uh, what's going to happen so yeah all right moving on to some of marvel so we did see the teaser for Marvel's What If teaser. I thought this was going to be live action um, for Disney Plus, but I I understand why it's going to be like you know, like you know, computer animation sort of 3D style animation. It looks pretty cool. I, I do see a lot of like um, MCU elements where like you know, for example, the Captain America suit is like exactly the same one as you see in the movies except it's animated this time so I like where this is you know it looks pretty awesome you do see T'Challa as Star-Lord and Captain America as some kind of ghoul uh, there's just a lot to take in so um, not sure if I'm gonna watch it but I just want to see I just want to hear the reviews uh, first Moving on to sort of the movie side of superheroes, we get to see, um, well, hopefully, there has been news that the Snyder Cut for Justice League um, will probably be released on HBO. I hope that is true. I really hope that is true, because if that's true, I'm going to record that, and I really want to see that for myself. This Snyder Cut... If it's cut out to be, like, you know, probably the greatest one, I'm all for it. I'm okay with the Justice League movie, the Joss Whedon one, but I really want to see the um, Zack Snyder cut. I know that Batman vs. Superman was too much, but, I mean, it's entertainment, really. But Justice League, I could, I think it could have been a little bit better. Or, I mean, like, it could have been a lot better, but... If they could improve it just a bit for the Snyder Cut, I, I really want to see that. And if, I mean, actors that say, like, release the Snyder Cut, because it's, like, the two-year two year anniversary, um, I understand why they're behind this. I think it's just to give them more exposure, but, again, I'm not so sure if it's going to be great. I hopefully, hopefully, this is going to be great. Um, we'll get, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And lastly, for superheroes, but I'm going to other super. I'm going to talk about in my TV segments. We get to see the Nightwing suit for Titans. There has been, um, you know, first look glimpses and then teasers for the finale. And my God, this suit is perfect. It's perfect. I. This just. It just suits so well. This this suit is so fantastic. Um, I just thought that the cape for Robin, it was just so, it was just too much, really. And the fact that he's, you know, they really want to go back to the gymnastics, you know, element to it. And they have tasers on the batons. 
Um, again, this is based on the teaser itself. I'm just so excited for this Nightwing, um, for this Nightwing, uh, birth. I can't wait to see it for next week. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So yeah. All right. Moving on to the world of TV. So as I mentioned earlier, yeah, I started Baruto, um, after being exposed to clips of, um, on my YouTube recommendations. And again, I saw Baruto visiting Naruto when he was still a young kid. And that's the reason why I started watching Baruto. And then that led me to reading the Naruto manga. I, I understand that Baruto is a very conflicting, um, what's it called? A show. But maybe, maybe I won't watch the show, but maybe I'll read the manga first. Um, because it's much faster. I'm really starting to get into, like, reading the manga only. Because anime, as much as I love anime, um, I just want to read. Or get, like, you know, the story over with just to get me some closure or just, like, you know, to get things faster. So, um, yeah. I, I watched the first, like, you know, I watched the Baruto movie. And that's what led me to one, um, starting to watch the show, but I don't think I'm going to watch it for very long. Um, maybe I'll just, you know, continue on reading the Naruto manga. And when I reach the end, then I'll, I could either watch Baruto or I'll just read the manga instead. So yeah. Um, moving on to, uh, not anime, but, but I'm going to talk about the good place. And, uh, as you may have been listening to the show, I've been watching The Good Place for quite some time now, and I gotta say, this this episode really warmed my heart, really. It's all about... I feel like this is, like, the... This is truly, like, for me, the meaning of life. Um, it's, it's all about, you know, what is the answer? There is no really the answer. Um... Because I just think that people who are struggling to find the truth, there are multiple truths out there. At least for what I what I see, there are multiple truths out there that that make up. For example, like religions, all of these are pro- probably connected in some way. Um, just different interpretations, like you know, different you know versions of truths, you know. Um, I know that doesn't make any sense, and that's a very controversial statement, but um, The Good Place, the reason why I think The Good Place is so good is because they tackle philosophy and comedy in a way that's it's just brilliant, and I think this one, this episode really makes up for, um, even though I did not prefer these uh, this season uh, as opposed to the last three seasons, I just think that this moment was so perfect, and and I I really don't want to spoil it. Well, oh, I guess I can spoil it a bit. So, spoiler alert: Chidi wakes up <clears throat> and remember, like remembers everything, and then he um he wrote a note to himself, and he asked Janet to like give that note back to him, where the answer. The answer is, you know, no answer really. There's no, there is no like the answer, but 
Eleanor is the answer. And I gotta say, that really, really, really warmed my heart. And I just, I love this character development. And that's like, that's like a big choice, you know? So, especially for Chidi, where he has to make that decision. So, it's just so fantastic to see that development. And I can't wait to see um next week or like the maybe not next week but the next episodes yeah all right moving on to the arrowverse review of so uh um, once again i'm gonna go in order of how these were released so for example batwoman batwoman uh dealt a lot of lgbtq themes were um how do you stick to praising your identity or you have to keep it in secret for the sake of you know other successes and that i i love that theme about that um because it is relevant i have a lot of friends who are a part of the lgbtq community and just seeing this in the show it's i'm not saying that this is a great representation i just think that the these emotions were it's just so good to see but at the same time i know that batwoman is not for everyone people think that's either lazy writing or it's just um um the lack of uh faithfulness to the comics it's just a lot of i know it's a lot of i know it gets a lot of backlash but i don't care i i i love watching this show and 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 that's because of the family dynamics and and the whole thing about embracing your identity and all that stuff so i guess i guess that also shows a little side of myself because i I did take gender studies and gender sexuality uh, studies uh in the past so it made me rethink things so and embrace these um these themes so yeah also um moving on to supergirl this is probably one of their best episodes so far and the reason why is we get to see um who uh the leviate uh leviathan or i I can't pronounce it but we did see this guy in action uh and they were um it used to be like this organization but now they're just making it as one guy who was basically the cause of the biggest earthquakes or the biggest earth disasters in history such as um probably noah's ark or um california earthquakes and all that stuff so um that's we get to see that but we did get to see lena finally telling the truth to supergirl and portraying her um or like you know showing more of her villain side and a lot of people do not like that um i don't i to be honest i don't think that's a bad a bad thing people complain that her like lena's development from trying to be so good and just to quickly change like that it can happen you know it's not like these this character development was a waste it's just like this moment in time it's not like she's gonna be a villain forever we don't know that but these two these things happen when good people turn bad because of one bad day one single moment in our lives where we start to transform ourselves into something different and whether if it's good or bad it's like that one moment where you're like oh 
I don't know what to do, or I know what to do. And for Lena, she doesn't, after being portrayed so many times, or feel like she's been lied to, or being used, of course, it's understandable for her to, to, um, to, uh, to, to say that in front of Kara, but what sold me was Kara standing there feeling so guilty and so, um, vulnerable and so, like, feeling like the shit, like, you know, like the crappy friend in the entire world where she just, she felt like she, she did something horrible and, like, and the way like Lena says crocodile tears, it that that really you know hit. And people think that it's it's too far, but you can't. Here's the thing: like when, even if it, it is too far, there's a reason behind that, and you can't say, "Oh, they're like I understand why, but she shouldn't go that far." She's human. These people, these characters are human. They have, like, you know, they have other ways of reacting to things. And that's what, that's what I like, you know, what I love about this scene. It felt so real for me. And it may hit too close to home for some people. But the fact that they are, you know, making this choice in this show. This is the reason why I love Supergirl. Um, or at least that's... I just think that this season they're stepping it up in terms of um, emotions and stuff. So even though I'm kind of meh at some moments about Supergirl, but there's also um, moments like this that make up for it. And M- Melissa Benoist and um, uh, Katie uh, McGrath, uh, McGarth or McGrath, two fantastic actress- uh, actresses on the show. So yeah, and reminds me of Smallville as well. So yeah. Uh, moving on to Black Lightning and Black Lightning, um, this was a um, what's it called? Sort of how I would say it. There wasn't a lot to go on. All I remember was Odell, uh, Agent Odell. Spoiler alert, was shot, and I was like, woohoo, woohoo! He's finally shot. But then again, he could come back to life. But also the death of Tavon and the funeral and having uh, that reporter joining the resistance and we're slowly seeing Anissa slowly about to die but then she would come back to life because of this this cure that Uncle Gamby you know did but there's not a lot to go along maybe I'm just trying to recollect my thoughts about Black Lightning all I know is Black Lightning is very um it's still exciting and i can't wait to see how black lightning is placed in the crisis crossover i'm still so glad that black lightning is finally in the arrowverse i'm just so glad to see that so i can't wait um moving on to the flash and of course the flash there was a lot of james bond themes buried don't know how to be a detective for some reason ralph is this is where i'm slowly appreciating ralph as a character he's just so good and of course it was um uh appreciation week uh appreciation week for elongated man trying to find his future wife um but the fact that he finally has his own um 
insignia, like his own symbol, the elongated man, like the EM. I, to be honest, I, as much as, I mean, I love Ralph's character, I just want him to have a better suit. It really reminds me of, like, like, like classic, I mean, like the, the old, um, Flash suit. I feel like the Flash suit in general right now for season six, like the material, it seems not only it's good for speechers, but uh, speedsters, but for superheroes as well. And I think that elongated man should have that sort of material. You know what I mean? Um, because I wanted to emphasize like stretchiness, but it doesn't seem like a suit that is stretchy. It seems too thick and I want to see elongated man have a better suit. I Hopefully we get a better suit, but only time will tell. All right, moving on to Arrow, and I, Arrow this week has been so fantastic. Uh, we have more fa- family bonding in Russia, really, and Mia slowly appreciating what her dad does, but also what Oliver needs to accept that even though that these, you know, his children, you know, even though. He, that's their children. He has to understand that he needs to put more trust in them because they are adults. They're not the kids. Their ki- his kids are still alive, but in a different timeline. So, so I think he just needs to appreciate that they can be as a, a big contributor to the team instead of just shunning them away or sending them away because he doesn't want them to get hurt. So I, you know. I this week's episode has been so fantastic and the ending when spoiler alert when Laurel decided oh I'm not going to betray these guys I am um, exposed late he she exposed Lila to John to Diggle and Oliver and about what she's like that she's working with the monitor I did not expect that to go so early. This episode, yes, they're you know they're playing catch up. I understand that, but it just makes this show so entertaining. Uh, it doesn't feel. Um, I really don't want to say it. I really don't want to say, it, but whatever. It did remind me of Game of Thrones when they start to brush it a little bit. I hope this is not the not the case because of Crisis, they have more time for storytelling, but. Even though it feels a bit rushed, it also felt right to me. So maybe it's because they just, you know, try not to go so much bullshit and just, you know, just, you know, get to the point. I, and I love that. So, yeah. Arrow's fantastic. Air, um, Flash, fantastic. All, you know, all these shows are, are really good. You know, if you do not watch the Arrowverse shows, go check it out. So, yeah. All right. Moving on to Titans. Once again, I did uh, did talk about how Dick is going to get his Nightwing suit. Oh my god, but we didn't really see that. We only see like Dick going to this... It reminds me of Kingsman going to a tailor shop. And and this is where... Um, it reminds me of Black Lightning as well, where there's a tailor shop. And and finally, that... Um, that uh what's it called dick is finally gonna get his suit i'm surprised that they are making that suit so fast but it really confirmed my theory one jericho not only he is alive he went to slade wilson's body and stayed in his body for five years and it is so fantastic to see that jericho not only he's alive there's a potential of him coming back maybe in a different body 
but oh, man, I, I gotta say, or maybe Raven's gonna revive him back because she did have the ability once, or maybe she goes to the Lazarus pit. There's a lot of things um, that they can go with the storyline. So we also get to see uh, a little bit of background of Rose that there was a different mother like you know so rose did not have like a big connection with jericho but it's just uh very fantastic um so just to see where she came from we finally got to see the ravager uh, like outfit the the mask looks weird to me um maybe hopefully they can improve the mask but i gotta say though like you know she's pretty badass as well and we get to see why she uh, lost her eyes because they need to um she needs to play the part that oh she needs to deceive the titans but of course she doesn't want to do that anymore and of course at the end spoiler alert uh rose is um Rose broke up with uh, Jason, or Jason broke up with her. So, but still, the Titans are needed, and we get to see Gar struggling with his powers because of Cadmus. So, there is a lot of that. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to movies, and I'm I'm really trying to condense this as much as I can, but I I guess this is going to be a long episode. We get to see. Um, we're not so sure, but. I think Todd Phillips, you know, debunked that there won't be a Joker sequel. Um, hopefully, he can do some DC origin stories instead, instead of just like you know, not only just doing Joker but other DC um, DC stories as well. This was according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, but of course, uh, Todd Phillips, I think he kind of debunked that that it may not be uh, most likely it's not true. So yeah. Also, we have Noah ha- uh, Holly. Um, I think he did um, Fargo as well. He's going to direct the new Star Trek movie with Chris Pine and some other cast members. Um, Anton Yelchin, of course, he did pass away, so I don't think he could play Chekhov. Maybe he will be assigned to um, a different, you know, uh, a different ship, maybe. Um, Who knows? But uh, we are... Um, hopefully we're getting to another star trek movie and i again they're not the great they're not great movies but they're just good fun star trek movies and i I love these movies so yeah and this was according to deadline also charlie's angels um financially they it, it did flop but i did heard that there were some good reviews um as well or at least there are some good things about the movie uh, for example, I checked uh, the review for uh, for Charlie's Angels by uh, uh, Black Nerd Comedy or Andre. He gave his thoughts about Charlie's Angels. Yes, I I watched the spoiler review because I wasn't planning on watching this movie, but after hearing his thoughts, I actually kind of want to see it. Not maybe not in theaters, but maybe when it's out on digital or like you know uh, any other streaming services because. Um, because there's a lot of cameos in the post credit scene and a little bit of hint hint of the other Charlie's Angels, you know, as well. So there's like a legacy. It's not really a reboot, but it's just a different team. And I kind of like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did not mind the other Charlie's Angels movies and the TV show, or at least 
I've, I heard, of course, I heard good things about the Charlie Angels TV show, but, um, but yeah, uh, as, I mean, it sucks that they, it did not, it did not do so well. Maybe it's because, like, the marketing wasn't that great, and it takes a lot more than just the cast. I mean, like, I heard, like, the chemistry was great, and the performances were great. It's just that, like, the storyline may be a little bit cheesy, um, but that's also understandable, so yeah. Um, so yeah, after, like, uh, after hearing that reviews for Charlie's Angels, I, um, maybe I'll watch it in my own spare time if it's released, um, digital or any other streaming service, so yeah. Alright, moving on to our main topic, and, um, like I said, main topics are usually at the end of the, near the end of the podcast, or the, of this, of today's episode, so here's the main meat. Everybody, everybody is talking about. A lot of people are talking about the Mandalorian, um, <laughs> Mandalorian, Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and I gotta say, it's probably one of my favorite TV shows so far. And I already forgot that Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is coming. <laughs> this is so good. The reason why it's so good, one. There are some shots um, of the Mandalorian that felt like the original trilogy. Like, for example, when the speeder goes down, uh, like, you know, goes through the sand and stuff. Or it reminded me of A New Hope when Luke and Obi-Wan were, like, in their speeders. Like, that, like, it's just so... These shots were so fantastic. It, it, it felt nostalgic to me. It's like, at least some shots felt like from the original trilogy. Not, I'm not talking about the uh, prequels, but like some shots felt like um, it was shot from 1977. It's just so good. Also, um, the Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian, or, or we should just call him Mando, he, I love his character because of, because he is not just this guy who doesn't talk he's like you know he's not just serious like he has some funny he has some funny moments <laughs> for example there was a bounty hunter where he was about to self-destruct himself and like in the bounty uh mando was like oh no no no, no don't self-destruct don't self don't self-destruct um so yeah there was some character flaws as well that he is not just a perfect assassin sometimes he's not uh, a good fighter sometimes he can't even ride uh an animal uh, instead of using a speeder so i love i love how he is not the perfect you know perfect mandalorian and but and what i love about it is because what makes his character flawed but also relatable and perfect is because of when we saw baby yoda coming to the scene of this of this show it it reminded me of a manga called lone wolf and cub lone wolf and cub is a 1977 manga where the samurai is taking his son and like you know he just needs to beat the crap out of enemies or he's just like you know passing by so it reminded me of that um what i love about it, it's there's not much dialogue like it remind in in a strange way. This remind it's it, it reminded me of Samurai Jack. It really reminded me of Samurai Jack because of the uh, minimal dialogue, but just visual action. It's not just action packed. 
even you can t- here's the thing you can tell by the emotion we haven't even seen his face yet we haven't seen his face yet and we could already tell the emotion under that helmet it's just played out so well um it's just so fantastic to see a, a show like this. It felt unique. That's what I love about this show because it felt, it felt like it's taking little um, elements of different po- uh, different parts of pop culture, but it made it into a new thing. And it it's Star Wars, and yet yet it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It felt like uh, it is a sci-fi western thing. It's just so fantastic to see this, that, like, a show like this exists, and I can't wait to see more episodes. Like, the the first three episodes could be just arguably be a movie. Like, I'm serious. The three, the first three episodes, if you put them together, it felt like a movie. And the third episode, it ended like a movie, where he's just like, you know what? I, not only I, even though I just gave baby Yoda away I'm not gonna give him up I want him back because he needs to be protected or I like he just enjoys like you know or he prefers to have baby Yoda as his company I think Pablo Pascal he's just fantastic as um as the Mandalorian and we again we haven't seen his face we know what his face looks like um I love how we're getting like you know little glimpses of his past but it's not too much like you know we only see flashbacks but we don't we don't see that emotion we don't see him brooding as much he's just focused on the mission or the um the assignment or the next job but seeing baby yoda it made his mind change and i think it reminds him of himself a little bit it's just it's one of those shows like it's like lightning in a bottle really like i'm just glad like movies like or shows like this exist so yeah i think there's a reason why the mandalorian it, it's worth the hype really so yeah all right that is it for my culture mind thank you so much for listening today if you like this podcast click follow on whatever podcast services you are listening to this to share this podcast to anyone you know it really means a lot it really helps a lot and until next time so long farewell take care bye bye <laughs>